BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you to our patrons from Patreon. We have some great supporters there at patreon.com slash talking metal. That is the address where you can go to become a supporter. If you do $5 a month or more, I will immediately send you out a very cool Talking Metal t-shirt. We have sizes medium through triple, triple XL. So yeah, let me know. Go to Patreon, support us. You can uh, send me your requests. If you're a patron on Patreon, you can get some exclusive footage, some exclusive content, and every Friday you get a bonus podcast. Really, honestly, a whole second podcast. You know, we do the free Talking Metal podcast every Tuesday, which is what you're listening to now, and then every Friday there's a bonus podcast that goes out just to the small group of people that join me on Patreon. So consider it, guys. Consider joining up with such good people as Steve Saylor. Steve, you are the best. I hope your wife's doing all right. And we have the interview with Marcus coming up real soon, I promise. It's in the can. It's recorded. It will be going up. You know, Steve is a good example, guys. Uh, he he is on Patreon, and because of his support there, we listen to him. We do interviews that he wants us to do. Of course, it has to be somebody I like, and I don't go interview people I don't like, but I do listen to the Patreons more than I listen to some publicist from, you know, some, some stupid record label or something. So thank you, Steve, for turning me on to such good music and for supporting us. Uh, Steve Hoker is another patron on Patreon. Mike Jones. Dan Gurwan, Patrick Schwartzman, Emma Clayton, Metal Dan, Jerry from Long Island, Michael Street, Brad Dahl, Joe, Fred Roots, Sam Supa, Drake, Matt Carroll, Jay Vaninsky, Jason Seth, John Francois Blas, Ron Keel, the one and only, James Bennett, Sean Morgan, Mr. David Gray, Kenna, uh, Kenna, what am I saying? Kenny, Kenny McCrimmon, Leo. Uh, from Alaska, we'll just say that. Leo from Alaska, Richard Langridge, Miles Atwood, Anthony Mackey, Jonathan Turner, Jean Bouvari, and Ralph Petrie. Thanks, guys. Let's get into the episode. We got two great interviews with Steve from the band Satan, a very influential British, new wave of British heavy metal band that's putting out some of their greatest work in uh, the contemporary times, if you will. And then we have... Uh, Ray from Spread Eagle. So let's do this. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. 
We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids.
Switchblade Serenade by Spread Eagle. We are talking with the vocalist of that classic band today on Talking Metal. His name is Ray West. Stay tuned for my interview with him. But first, let's get into another interview with a guy who is just a legendary, really, truly, Steve Ramsey from the band Satan. If you don't know Satan, you need to know Satan. They've been putting out some really great music lately. And uh, let's hear a little bit of Steve's story, because I think it's an interesting one, and they are uh, an important band to know. Okay, here we go. My interview with Steve Ramsey of the band Satan. First, let's get into some uh, more recent music by Satan. This is Doomsday Clock. It's Mark Striegel from Talking Metal, and for the first time ever on this podcast, we have legendary guitarist Steve Ramsey from the band Satan. How are you, Steve? I'm great, thank you. Thanks so much for checking in with us here on Talking Metal. You guys have been real consistent with some really great records these past, uh, I guess, four or five years at this point. The, The new music from Satan keeps coming. We had Cruel Magic back in 2018. We just heard the song The Doomsday Clock off of that record great stuff man and i mean it really seems like for this band at least uh, you guys are are just cranking out so much new music lately where is the inspiration for all this new music coming from 
Well, we had a big, uh, quite a large gap between doing albums from the 80s. Yes. <laughs> We've had a lot of time to think of some new stuff. But you've been busy in that time. I mean, there's been a lot of material from you, just not Satan material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing other bands. But I think um, when we got back together, we only got back together to do uh, a couple of festivals in Germany. And uh, we did the Keep It True Festival, um, which is like a um, new sort of a new wave of British heavy metal kind of festival, you know, with that kind of music right back from the 80s. And... The response from the crowd was so good that it kind of um, set us on back on the path of uh, writing new material. And uh, we didn't expect to do that. We thought we were just going to do a couple of sh- shows just for fun, and, and that would be it, you know. But um, the the reaction from the crowd and, and the fact that there was a lot of young people in the crowd really made a difference for us. That's awesome. And can you talk a little bit about your history with, with Brian, Brian Ross, because he was obviously a, a part of the band in the very early days, Court, Court in the Act back in 1983 was Brian, but then he was out of the picture for, for quite, quite a while. Um, can you talk a little bit about that history that you and, and he have had through the years? Yeah, well, well, we got him into the band. We actually went to see uh, his old band, Blitzkrieg. Uh, when they were when they were really popular, and uh, I remember standing at the front of the stage saying, "Ross, uh, that's the singer we want." <laughs> and uh, I went on a mission to to get him into the band, and that's a, a long story. Right. But, um, he was the our first choice, you know, for for a singer before we made the album, and uh, we were we were young guys, you know. We started writing that material when I was like sixteen years old. And um, recorded it when I was only about 19. You know, we were very young. Wow. And um, we released the album and thought we'd really done something special. And uh, the two uh, areas that we were playing in, the the two places we were doing shows were were in Holland and and, uh, in the UK. And the two main magazines, uh, Oddshock Magazine in Holland and uh, Kerrang! Magazine in England, both uh, slated the album, said I said it was shit. You know, I think we've got like really two stars out of five in Quran, and it said it, it said it, it just wasn't good. <laughs> and I think when we were younger, we thought we were doing something wrong. You know, instead of sticking to our guns, which we should have done, we decided that nobody liked. We thought that nobody liked what we were doing, so we changed. And um, obviously, that was a mistake. Brian didn't want to change, so we ended up parting our ways. Uh, and then we formed um, Blind Fury with Lou Taylor, which is a little bit more of a rock album rather than a, a metal album like the Sky, uh, like the Satan album. Right. And, uh, and then we realised our mistake and went back to what we wanted to do, but by, by then, things, Brian was off doing Blitzkrieg again. So. Right, okay. Okay, when you... Well- Nowadays, when you look back on that that album from 1983, Courtney Act, do you view it in a better light than you did when it actually was released, and maybe not getting some not so good reviews? No, no we all we always thought it was great, but uh, right, with the press made made us feel like it wasn't that like we were doing the wrong thing, you know. And I think we were too far ahead of everyone else around that time. You know, we were too progressive 
the music was too progressive and it stood out as being like that and that's why they didn't like it because it didn't fit in with you know, the other styles of bands that were around at the time um but we 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 always strove and, and still strive to create something new and original you know the original sounding not not follow um other trends and stuff and uh that was the that was the style of music we wanted to do and as i said again being young and naive uh, we let the press change our thoughts on that um and it only lasted a couple of years and then we were back doing um the the album with Mick Jackson right so. when you guys released the most recent album cruel magic it came out on metal blade and that yep. is a very famous heavy metal label that's been going on for many many decades can you talk a little bit about how that came about coming out on metal blade and also your history with metal blade yeah um when, when we first wrote some new material uh i think the first show we did with the full lineup back together was in 2011 and um we started writing new material and we did the life sentence uh we sent out we, we recorded four or five songs sent them out as a demo and uh nobody was interested <laughs> basically there was really? uh, okay. two, two small labels one of them was listenable records and another one in Germany and um, we were a bit sort of stunned by this so what we thought well we've got to meet these guys that run these these companies you know we'd never heard of either of the companies and we met Lauren from Listenable and he was very positive and um, we decided to go with him and, and but obviously a small label with no um, deals in, in America and Australia places like that in South America uh, mainly European, you know. And um, when we signed to him, we thought we'd only ever do one album, so he persuaded us, twisted our arms to um, record two albums with him. And we said, yeah, we'll never be doing the second one, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then things took off, you know. We didn't expect it to take off again, which we thought was a bit weird later on in our lives, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, Life Sentence uh, had a real buzz going. There was a lot of good reviews and, and a lot of people just, talking about that when that came out. It was crazy. You know, like, like um, to be able to do what we did after that album, like all the places that, when, that we would love to have played when we were younger, like in the States and, and over in Japan and stuff, we never got those opportunities. And then to get all this happening was great. And um, we signed a two-album deal with Listenable. But obviously, the the deal ran out after the two albums. And even though we loved working with Listenable and everything was great, and Lauren was a good friend, and it was all good stuff, you know, uh, we thought then the offers came in from different other labels. And uh, right. we wanted to be a bit more worldwide, yeah, a bit more. And we wanted to do a video, which there wasn't the budget for on, on Listenable records and stuff like that. So... We sort of, uh, the guys from Metal Blade come and talk to us, and that's how that happened. And had had you done work with Metal Blade, like, back in the day, earlier in your career? Uh, no, no. no? We, uh, okay. the, the labels that we were signing, they were, they were all just um, releases from, we signed Roadrunner Records on the first album, and I think, uh, I don't, I'm not sure whether Metal Blade had it in the States, they might have. 
but we had just licensing deals, you know. So no, we never worked with them before. Gotcha. And Satan, obviously, one of the bands that that is always put in the new wave of British heavy metal category. When you look back at that scene, what what do you remember? How like how how tight with with the other bands were you? Did you know the guys in Maiden? Did you know the guys in Raven and Saxon? Were you friendly with them? What what was the scene like? Um, back then, I mean, Satan never never got to a point where we we did a lot of touring or anything, you know. But with, especially with that lineup at the start, we only played for a handful of shows in the UK and then over in. Holland and uh, Belgium. I don't think we even got to go to Germany on the first album. Um, but we did meet uh, some people. We we moved the band down to London uh, when we formed when we joined with up uh, with um, Lou Taylor to to form uh, the second band, Blind Fury, uh, and we became really good friends with um, Angel Witch. So we, we knew those guys. We knew a lot of the other bands in London. Uh, and up here, we knew everyone, Venom, Raven. Uh, in in Newcastle, where we come from, it was a very big scene, like an underground scene, but it was a big scene, you know. We Obviously, we knew all those bands, all the guys. Yeah. They're good friends. Right, right. And Blind Fury, again, I know you've mentioned them a few times. Now, you... You did the demo with them, but were you on the the full length album with them too? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. The, the bands basically being just uh, the four of us in the eighties. It was just the four of us with different singers and different names. <laughs> and Blind Fury. It sounds like that band was then sort of formed because you guys were so affected by the the negative reviews. Is that a yeah, true statement? Yeah. Yeah. But when I came up with the, the name of the band, basically the logo and the name of the band when I was like sort of 15 year old at school, you know, it was on one of my school books. And uh, we thought that was a cool heavy metal band name, you know, Satan. And then obviously in in the 80s, uh, the death metal and stuff that black metal, death metal and all that came out. And we were instantly put into that category. And then people would listen to my music and go, well, it isn't like that. So we were right, already at, right. and uh, we thought that's that was holding us back. So we changed the name, um, you know, we changed direction slightly with the music, and um, it was a mistake. We should have stuck to our guns. Now, now you mentioned when Life Sentence, when you guys were were producing that, you didn't think it would be more than one record, and here we are, you know, Life Sentence, Adam by Adam, in 2015. Cruel Magic 2018. Here we are three albums <clears throat> later after that first kind of comeback record, if you will. I, I, is there a long-term future for Satan? Do you imagine more and more albums coming down the road? I mean, because three albums in the last five years, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're already working on the next one. Wow. We'll be, Very we'll cool. Be reco- recording that next year. So we've already got some material for it and... Uh... We're not going to stop. We've said just signed a new deal. I, th- I can't remember how many albums it was with uh, Metal Blade. It'll be at least three. So wow, okay. We've got at least two more to do with them before we do anything else. <laughs> wow, that that is great. That is great. And we, we don't see uh, we don't see ourselves like drying up with ideas or anything like that. I don't think that's going to happen. 
Wow, that's great. And just to kind of go over what you were up to primarily in the in the 90s, I guess I'd say sky skyclad. Can you talk a little bit about that project because you guys were really kind of revolutionary with mixing different folk sounds with heavy metal and stuff like that. Something that became a lot more popular later on. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's You've always been ahead of your time, man. Yeah, I think that's been our problem all along. It's <laughs> our <laughs> problem with Satan as well. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of bands end up following what we did, like especially musicians, and then they, they make it a bigger success than we did of it because we were sort of the pioneers, you know. So right on. folk metal is a big thing now. But we're not even in that in the categories in the in the uh, polls and stuff that you see on online and stuff. We're not even in there, and we invented it all. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, it was a great time we had with that. You know, uh, I got I was uh, tour managing. I got a job when 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 we split Pariah up. I got a job tour managing Sabbath, the band that Martin was in. Sure. The thrash band, and uh, got to know him. And then when they split up. He came around, around to my house one day. He was up in Newcastle. He had a girlfriend in Newcastle. And uh, he said, I've got some lyrics. And you know, and I said, well, I can put some music to him and say, do a little project together. And uh, that's how that started. And then we, 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 we thought it was good. You know, the demo, we sent it off. He was signed to Noise Records as an um, individual. So it had to go to them. So we sent them the demo and they were interested and, and that took off and we put a band around it, and we did a lot of stuff in the in the nineties with that. I think had an album every year for ten years. Yeah, Skyclad definitely, and there were EPs in there. There was so much stuff. Yeah, yeah very. Never... You've had uh, just an amazing career with so much music, and we encourage everyone to check out all the stuff you've done through the years, from Satan to yeah. Skyclad to all. All there's just so much stuff that Steve. Ramsey has given us through the years, guys. So please do yourself a favor and check out his music, uh, specifically the the last three Satan records. Man, they've just just been great. Life Sentence, Adam by Adam, and Cruel Magic. And it sounds like we have more on the way. So I cannot wait for that, Steve. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to doing the next album as well. And you got some festivals and stuff coming up this fall. Yeah, we have um, a couple in Germany in September, and then. Uh think we have something going on in november uh in somewhere in scandinavia and france and another one in belgium or somewhere yeah so we're, we're, we're keeping busy we've got a lot of plans for next year um i think we're coming back to the states and awesome in april and then uh we've got some ideas to do uh some shows maybe uh, the, the ideas are posing around for to go about to Japan and Australia and, um, next fall. So that'll be interesting. All right. So, well, that's breaking news. Coming back to, to the States here, hopefully we'll get a New York or, or New Jersey show, which is my yeah. area. Got a couple of festivals going on. So, okay. Awesome. Awesome. And will that be, are you going to be touring on your own, like headlining or you got a package deal going on? What? Or is it too got, early um, to tell? I'm not sure what it'll be like uh, at the minute. Be, um, when we signed with this new deal with um, Metal Blade Records, we we got our first uh, manager. So now we have a manager because I used to do it all. And it was pretty difficult because I had that work and I was trying to run the band and run Skylad. <laughs> it was just right. too much. Right. So now 
have a manager. He's an American guy, and um, it's working out really well. So good. We we'll have some big plans for next year. Cool. Well, I look forward to seeing you in the New York, New Jersey area in 2020. I definitely will be at the show and love to shake your hand and get a picture if you're available. Oh, brilliant. No problem. Be a pleasure. Perfect. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate your time. Thank you.
classic Satan here on Talking Metal. Trial by Fire right there. Going way, way, way back to the beginning of, uh, of Satan. And let's keep the music rolling right now. This is Code 19 off the Guitar Zeus album by Carmine and Peace. <laughs> i 
right, Code 19 featuring Zach Wilde and Carmine Apiece off the Guitar Zeus album. Go check that album out. I bought it on vinyl. It's awesome. I'm putting up some exclusive Carmine Apiece content, so be sure to go to TalkingRock.net and check it out there. Just posted a, a piece on Vanilla Fudge. Um, on my Vimeo page because I couldn't put it on YouTube because of some rights and clearances issues. So anyways, go to TalkingRock.net to check that out. All right, guys? All righty. So right now, a little classic Y&T. This is Hang 'em High. Join the ranks! 
classic Y&T right here on Talking Metal. Be sure to check out an interview with Dave from Y&T on, uh, on the site, uh, TalkingRock.net. It's uh, typed out, transcribed. It's not an audio. It's not a video interview. It is a written interview. Tyson, uh, my buddy Tyson, who shares a birthday with me, typed that up, and that is on the site right now. It's a good read. Go check it out. TalkingRock.net is the site, my site. All right, without further ado, let's get into my interview with Ray West from Spread Eagle and also Weapons of Anew. This is some new Spread Eagle music, Sound of Speed, off off the brand new Spread Eagle album, Subway to the Stars. Talking Metal and calling in from the tour bus currently on the road with Weapons of a New vocalist Ray West. Ray, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the on your on your podcast. Oh, you bet, Ray. And you got a lot of stuff going on now, including a tour with Weapons of a New, which we're going to talk about. But let's uh, let's start off talking about Spread Eagle. You guys have, uh, re- I guess gotten back together is that correct or have you kind of always been together i know for a while you were inactive but 
Yeah, I think since around uh, for the past maybe 10, 11 years, we've been back together on and off, you know, doing gigs and with the threat of writing songs and, and, and then this kind of this came together like this. Cool. And the new album is Subway to the Stars, and that will be released soon, right? August, I believe. Yeah, it comes out August 9th. Very cool. And it's been a while since a, a new album from you guys. Why was why was now the time? I think what well, we'd gone over to play uh, the UK in 2017, and I think we just gained some momentum from there. And I think we met some people there and, uh, through Rob's contacts of his travels, playing with Baz and UFO. <clears throat> we finally got someone to approach us, and it just happens it was Frontiers, and uh, we got offered the chance to record music. And were the songs kind of already written and ready to go, or, or did the offer from Frontiers inspire you guys to, to write and uh, make had, songs? Had, there, was some, there was some stuff demoed, but Frontiers definitely triggered, uh, you know, a creative response in us. Right on, right on, cool. It's nice to have a deadline and, and something to write for. It makes you really sort of have to really, you know, put your best foot forward. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm glad you guys are, are doing this because the the track, we actually played some a track off the album recently on the podcast, and it's just, uh, you know, Spread Eagle was one of those bands. I remember I had the cassette back in the day and Switchblade Serenade. I mean, that was... It was kind of a minor hit, but it should have been, I don't know, that song is it was so freaking good. I thought that that should have been a massive hit. And uh, let's go back to those times, 1989. The band gets together. You guys get signed pretty quickly, right? Right. We got signed right out of a rehearsal studio. And we would, you know, line up in the back of the room and we would sit them in front. And we would just, I would just run up, you know, and just attack them in their, in their face with a microphone. It was pretty funny. And we were wild and crazy. It was a New York City band, right? You guys were rehearsing in New York City, Manhattan. Yeah, we were actually in Loha, which is almost like um, you know, Little Italy meets Chinatown around that area. And what clubs were you guys playing back then? Were you doing clubs before you were signed? Um, actually, no. We done a few, uh, you know, gigs like at Sanctuary, and I think uh, the Cat Club. But we didn't really do any clubs until we were signed. And back in those days, besides, you know, some of the clubs, like you're saying, you guys went on tour, right? You did a, a national tour to promote the first album. Yeah, as soon as we were done recording at the record plant, the next thing we knew, we were on a bus. The bus came to pick us up on 8th Street and, uh, and Avenue B, I think. And we, our first time on the bus was just going cross-country to Portland. So, you know, they, they came to pick up the band, and we went on a road trip for three days, and it was just insane. Right on. And who plays besides you and Rob? And I guess now Rob's brother is doing the drums, right? Who else is on the, the album with you? Well, Rob's cousin, Rick DeLucas, on the drums. Oh, it's his cousin. I thought it was a brother. Okay. Yeah. And he's always been around the band for years and years. So uh, he's just a great player, great musician all around town. Rick does everything, guitar, bass, and drums, and sings too, and writes his own things. And, and uh, there's also Zeev Shalev on guitar who's just a ball of energy. He's just a very talented guitar player, very good with details. His, his tone is, is, a, is wonderful. Cool. And do you ever hear from Tommy or Paul, the old guys, uh, you know, from the original lineup? Yeah, I've actually made contact with Tommy this year. Tommy, I guess, was in a, whatever bubble he was in. So he finally came out and it was all over social media. I see him on Facebook every day. And I've reached out to him a couple of times on the phone and we've had conversations and it's just like old times. Cool, cool. Well, now Paul, Paul, uh, I believe moved to India, 
has changed his name to Salvatore Poe, and I've been in touch with him via Facebook and, and texting. And I know that he does a, wow. uh, some sort of spiritual, you know, uh, video video chat thing once a week. So it's pretty cool. Oh, wow. So he's sounds like he's out of rock music completely. Well, uh, I, I know that he still writes music. It's just not in the genre that, you know, not in the electric, loud rock and roll genre anymore. Right on. Right on. And you're currently calling in from a bus where you guys are, I guess, nearing the end of a tour. And when I say you guys, I mean your current band, Weapons of a New. Uh, how's yeah. the tour been going? Can you tell us a little bit about who you've been out on the road with? I know it's a pretty big name. Yeah, we went out with Scott Stapp. Uh, so this time, you know, uh, with Scott, uh, we went out with Alter Bridge in 17. So we've done the whole Creed band. And uh, <clears throat> Scott... Scott and his family and his band have been really just great to us. And we started out in June. I think the first gig was June 20th or something in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And now we are, we were in Greensboro, Pennsylvania last night. And we're on our way to, I think, Boston. And uh, we, we got Boston, Kentucky, and Nashville. And we're done with this tour. And we go right back into uh, writing the new weapons record. So the tour has been great. Um, we've been working hard. Our production's gone up. You know, we've gone to, to raise the bars, so we can play with the big boys, and uh, it's it's become a really great live unit, a very strong band. And we've uh, the merch lines are getting longer. People are responding more to the band. Our social media is going up, so it's it's all been really positive. It's always it's really sad when a tour comes near the end. You start to get kind of melancholy, you know. Right on, right on, and cool. And weapons of a new the, your current band. Uh, you had a release out in what 2017, collisions of, of yeah. love and hate. And you just mentioned that you will be returning to the studio, so it sounds like a new album is in the works. Oh, yeah. Well, we were actually, when we did the first record is when we got the call to go with Alter Bridge, and then we were writing the second record, you know, a few months back, and then we got the, the Scott Stab call. So every time we've gone on tour, there's been something to interrupt the recording process. But this time it was all it was all worth it, and we, I think we gained a lot of momentum, and it'll, it'll translate into our writing. Cool, and so we, we want to have some. We want to have something out by like uh, the first quarter of next year. Nice, cool. We're looking forward to that. Do you have a, a label in place, or a little too early for that? Uh, it's a little too early for that. Right now, we're on OK Good Records out of Germany, and uh, I really don't know what's going to happen with that. But uh, I'm just hoping for you know I'm staying positive with everything. I know we have somewhere to land, so I can tell you that much. And to go back to Spread Eagle, will you have time with everything that's going on with Weapons of a New to do any live dates to pr promote the new Spread Eagle record, or is it more just throwing it out there? No, I think uh, you know there's there's an active booking agency working with Spread. Um, I think what Rob has done with his tour and his schedule, and um and and you know our schedules align, we'll do something. But it's all it's all about time management for sure. I'm able to do both. It's just about how we manage the time. And before I, I called you today, I was kind of just poking around listening to some of your music of the past and was really digging the solo album you had out back in 2008, um, All Points West. Man, that was great stuff. Just for for people who might not know about that record, could you just fill us in a little bit about when you did that and what it was all about? Yeah, man, that's I, I'm so glad you mentioned that. That's like my favorite thing. And I really haven't had a chance, you know, with me doing spread and, and weapons. Sometimes you do a piece of music and it kind of just gets lost in the back, you know. But uh, I did APW in 2010, I think, with a great uh, it's a batch of 10 songs to just have my I love lots of melody and lots of groove. And it was also written. It's a bass players record in the sense that I wrote it with a guy named Miguel Gonzalez out of um, Fort Lauderdale. And he's just a great talent, great songwriter. Um, 
it's my favorite thing I've ever done in my life. It gets has my my personal stamp on it, you know. So, um, I played uh, that record out live quite a bit in New York City when I was living there, and now that I'm in Fort Lauderdale uh, for the next two years, um, you know, I'm going to keep writing in my own style when I can and where I can. I just I like doing that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I totally missed that record when it came out, and I was listening to it this morning. Man, great stuff! Really great stuff. Highly uh, people, recommend. Yeah, people, people can people can still get it on uh, Spotify and iTunes and all that. So I'm really proud of it. I should I should really you know post it uh, more about it. I, I think I will. I'll, I'll put it out there more. Awesome, cool. And Ray, are you still in the New York City area? Where are you based out of nowadays? Well, I'm back and forth between New York City and Fort Lauderdale now. Cool, cool. And what when you're not doing music, which sounds like it's probably most of the time, but what keeps you busy when you're not doing music? Oh, chasing my boy Brando around and raising him right. You know, it's he keeps me busy. He's 16, so I have to be really super active in his life. He's in a he plays in the School of Rock down in Fort Lauderdale, and he just did a summer tour. Oh, cool. So we're together on music, and we're always jamming in the house, and you know, just staying busy. We I, I spend my life dedicated to that child. That's awesome. What kind of music is he doing? Uh, he thinks, well, School of Rock does active covers, so you know everything from Red Hot Chili Peppers to Frank Zappa, and um, he listens to like jazz, funk, soul. He's super eclectic, you know. He's very talented. That's awesome. Well, Ray, thank you so much for checking in with us here on Talking Metal, and we are psyched for the new Spread Eagle record, Subway to the Stars. We're also psyched to hear some new weapons of a new music. It sounds like next year, and uh, yeah, man, best of luck to you. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. You're and, awesome. And where can people get in touch with you online? Like, where's the best place you would like them to uh, connect? Oh, listen, listen, e- easy. Find us on 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 Facebook, Weapons uh, Weapons of the New, uh, Instagram. Definitely go to Instagram and and I'm learning. You know, uh, Spotify has become something I'm really uh, always pushing. So please follow the bands on Spotify. And, and if you write us on Facebook, we will write you back. Awesome. All right, Ray, man. Keep in touch, and good luck with the rest of the tour. All right, brother. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Take care.
Shot by Weapons of a New featuring Ray West. Ray, thank you for joining us here on Talking Metal. I was trying to think if we had you on the podcast way back when, but I don't think so, but I may be incorrect. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe we did. I don't know. I couldn't find it. <laughs> so so some of those early Talking Metal interviews are actually lost, guys. I don't know what happened, sadly, but we will try to uh, keep this going. It's hard after you know 827 episodes to keep track of everything. But I try my best, and again, thanks to the patrons of Patreon. If you want a Talking Metal sweatshirt, I have a few left, only a few. Let me know what your size is. Hit me up with an email. Uh, Send it to me, mark at talkingmetal.com. Say, hey, I want a Talking Metal sweatshirt. I've discounted them to uh, 50 bucks right now, just trying to move them out. They're, They're pullover hoodies. They're very nice. And yeah, I would love to send it out. Again, I don't have all sizes, but I have certain sizes. So before you hit me up on the PayPal account, send me an email. I'll tell you what we got. Let me know what you want size-wise, and I'll let you know if we have it. And in that case, if, if we do have it, I will get your address, and you can uh, hit my PayPal with the money, and I'll send it right out. All right, guys? That's a great way to support what we do here. Buy a Talking Metal sweatshirt. Cool. All right. Until next time, you have a great day and a great evening, and a great fall, because the summer's over, right? All right.